good afternoon and welcome to the first installment of the man-to-man coverage sports podcast i'm your host Sura zaveri and we'll be joined by kevin kim and joffrey Aji today delivering some of the hottest takes on the recent developments across all the major sports in america and around the world hello i'm jeffrey it's great to be here my name is kevin kim and i will expose joffrey Aji today once and for all all right guys so First of all, I wanted to take some time to wish everyone around the world suffering through this COVID-19 pandemic the best of health. And um, for those of you who remain unaffected, please stay safe. Please take the necessary precautions and just follow all the guidelines. Now, without further ado, let's get on to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the most recent developments in NFL free agency. Last Friday, Tom Brady signed a two-year, $50 million contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The contract includes $9 million more in incentives and prohibits any franchise tags or trades. The, Super Bowl, the six-time Super Bowl champion posted himself signing the deal on Instagram Friday, saying he is excited, humble, and hungry going into the new environment. Now, Kevin, I want to get to you on this one first. How much success will the Buccaneers have with Tom Brady? Well, let's just get the facts straight first. The Saints are still going to run the NFC South. Tom Brady, um, a 40-something-year-old quarterback being added to the Buccaneers, is not going to change much. And let me tell you, Jameis Winston has really high potential, and I think the Buccaneers made a mistake letting him go. Um, Tom Brady has been on a decline for the past, what, two or three years. And people may say he's the GOAT, but... Uh, in reality, he is an aging quarterback who has been on the decline. Yes, he's surrounded by better weapons this year. Um, but really, Bruce Arians is a great coach, but Bill Belichick is perhaps the greatest coach of all time. Um, and uh, he has Mike Evans, he has Chris Godwin, but I don't see the Buccaneers um, taking over the NFC South. I see them maybe getting nine wins. Um, I would say ten wins at most. Jeffrey, the problem last year was that Gronk retired. Uh, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, but... He was good. He was a really good weapon. And then Mama Sanu and Nikhil Harry didn't work out at all. But this year, if you look at the team, they have Mike Evans, they have Chris Carmen, they have O.J. Howard. Bruce Arians is a good coach. He's a much better offensive coach than uh, Bill Belichick. And Buccaneers, if you look at their defense, it's actually pretty good. Like they have, but let uh, me tell you something. You said Bruce Arians is a good coach, but if you look at Bruce Arians' offense um, throughout his coaching career, it's built on a quarterback being able to throw deep. Tom Brady is a checkdown quarterback. He throws checkdowns right. to James no, White. No. He throws checkdowns to Deion Lewis. He throws checkdowns no, no, no. to Julian Edelman. That's not going to work in Tampa Bay. No, no. The reason that Tom Brady was so he didn't have a deep throw last year. He still has a uh, he has a, he doesn't have a better arm, but he still has a good arm. Uh, is better than most of the other quarterbacks. He, he's, I disagree. He, I, don't, I do not no, think Tom Brady has a better arm than most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Not right now. He's on decline. He he majority throws are mid range or short checkdowns. I mean, that's just the facts. Yeah, um, I'd say he's um, top fifteen probably. Not definitely not top five or top. Maybe not I, even top ten in my no, opinion. Uh, I, I would say top ten. And then not only that, there's so many new free agents that are, that are going to be with the Bucks. Like Tom Brady just improves the team overall. Like who? 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 Who on the Bucks makes them into a Super Bowl contender? Uh, a new addition or a old addition? New additions. New additions. They can probably get Devontae Freeman. They they had the thirteenth pick oh, in the draft. Devontae Freeman. We saw last year. He was not a game changer. Yeah, because he was injured. Back. 
he was injured. He, be, he, he basically didn't play last year. I don't, I don't think Devontae Freeman is a game-changing running back. I don't think he elevates a team uh, into a Super Bowl contender from a fringe no. wildcard team. He's a much better uh, running back than uh, Sonny Michel, who was garbage last year. Uh, I think something to note is Ronald Jones actually picked up uh, steam towards the end of last season. Um, and Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, so Tom Brady is clearly, we do not think he's going to do that. But think um, about this. Jameis Winston and Tom Brady had the same quarterback rating last year. Jameis Winston was the league leader yeah, in passing yards. Jameis Winston that is also true. threw 30 interceptions. Jameis, Jameis Winston can either win you the game on a given day or lose you the game. So he's kind of unpredictable. We we know sort of what we're getting in Tom Brady, but we don't know what this team is going to look like, especially offensively. All right, most of the games they lost last year, there was 7-9. It was because of Jameis Winston throwing interceptions. You don't have that problem with Tom Brady. Tom Brady isn't going to throw interceptions. Tom Brady's last pass as a New England Patriot was a pick six. All right, but That's look at the season. That's how he ended right, his last career year, he had, in New England. All right, last year, Tom Brady had, uh, I think it's 12 interceptions. Yeah, so Jameis Winston basically had twice as more interceptions yeah, for the same quarterback I, rating. Tom Brady had uh, eight interceptions last year. So all those games that the Buccaneers would have lost because of Jameis Winston throwing, throwing interceptions, they would have lost with Tom Brady. Jameis Winston got LASIK eye surgery. He had short, <laughs> right. short sightings. You, you, you had no okay. idea if that's going to improve the team or not. He, 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 right. no I'm telling you that Jameis Winston... It has a lot more potential and for the future uh, outlook for a team than Tom Brady. The Buccaneers made a mistake letting him go. Right, James Winston is better for the future, but Tom Brady, if you want to win right now, Tom Brady is better They're not going to win the Super Bowl right now. Yeah. They're not going to even win right. the NFC South. They have a chance. They have a chance. What we do know is that the NFC South has some major competition going on now. And... Um, with that said, I wanted to move on to the next topic. Um, the other major move I wanted to talk about was the DeAndre Hopkins trade. So what what in the world, first of all, was Bill O'Brien thinking when you when you trade the arguably the best wide receiver in the league to the Cardinals for a washed-up running back, David Johnson? We haven't seen him succeed in a couple of years. And a couple of bad picks, right? Like, what, what is going on in Bill O'Brien's mind? This spells, like, dysfunction. Let's not forget the Texans had a 24-point lead on the Super Bowl champs in the divisional round of the playoffs. So I guess, like, what what needs to happen here? Does does Bill O'Brien need to go? Does Should Deshaun Watson request a trade? What, what do you think, Joffrey? Let me just get this out of the way. I don't feel like there's any real problem with him trading Hopkins because it's a wide receiver-heavy class, and they're not paid nearly as much for a rookie. But the problem was the compensation that they got back in re- return. All they got was a first-round pick. I mean, they didn't even get a first-round pick. They got David Johnson and a fourth-round pick. And maybe a few hours after that, they, uh, Stephon Diggs got traded to the Bills for a first, a fourth, a sixth. You, you could have gotten all of that and much more for DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like Bill O'Brien is a horrible GM. So Bill O'Brien, he, I feel like he should be fired or at least if he isn't fired this season as a coach, uh, they need to get a better GM. That's a major problem for the Texans. They need a better GM so he can actually make right moves 
and he's a bias like Bill O'Brien is. I actually yeah. agree. Um, I, I I think Bill O'Brien is an okay coach. I don't think he should be fired. I think he should have his GM role taken away from him because obviously this is one of the most terrible trades in recent history. Um, and like Joffrey said, if you compare it with the compensation for Stefan Diggs or even Odell Beckham um, last year, this is absolutely terrible. How do you get basically a terrible compensation for arguably top three wide receiver in the league? And DeAndre Hopkins is pretty young. Like he's, he's still got a lot of years ahead of him. Um, the Cardinals for sure are going to be um, a team to watch. But NFC West is pretty loaded. Um, Rams are going to uh, de- uh, decline next year. They yeah. lost Todd um, Gurley. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. And also the Rams absolutely mismanaged their cap space. Uh, they just signed a bunch of star players last year, and now it's all gone, and they have zero Super Bowl wins to show for it. Um, but yeah, I-, I think Bill O'Brien is a terrible GM. He needs to get that role taken away. We saw the Texans try to uh, take some Patriots executives last year, um, but obviously that didn't pan out. Yeah, I think I think I I would take that one step further. I think O'Brien does need to go at the end of this year because I think that with Deshaun Watson and with DeAndre Hopkins um and having that 24 point lead on the Chiefs, I think him he was the reason that they lost that lead and they haven't had any major playoff wins besides the one against the Bills this past season to show for all the talent that they've had on the roster. Now, they do have a weak offensive line. But I think that their offensive inefficiencies at times are due to Bill O'Brien. And the team doesn't seem to rally around Bill O'Brien as a head coach. I think it's time for a change of environment. And not only that, uh, David Johnson is naturally getting David Johnson wasn't a good move either, even if you didn't trade away Hopkins, because he's basically a salary dump now. He has uh, yeah, absolute... it, it feels yeah. it feels like Watson. It feels like O'Brien traded away Hopkins um, due to like personal reasons. Like there was uh, talk about them having problems in the locker room, and so it seemed like O'Brien just wanted to get rid of Hopkins without actually receiving the proper compensation for him. Yeah, that's why you need the GM instead of your coach, basically making all the moves. I think that's that really messed with the Texans. I mean, yeah, this so, might all work out at the end if Deshaun Watson stays. If David Johnson gets healthy and does well, um, people might forget about the trade, and the Texans keep making the playoffs and get a signature win. I think, I think that can erase all the uh, misgivings about Bill O'Brien. But I mean, honestly, I think Lamar Miller, Duke Johnson. Uh, I think that was a good running uh, backfield already. But obviously, Lamar Miller's leaving. Um, but yeah, so moving on, like, I guess a follow-up on Deshaun Watson. Do you guys think he should request a trade? Um, do you think he would fit better somewhere else now that oh, he seems frustrated with the recent move that Bill O'Brien made? Obviously, Hopkins and Watson were very close. So yeah, do you think Watson should request a trade? Yeah, definitely. And he also recently tweeted, he tweeted um, not the kindest words towards the situation <laughs> Yeah, some song lyrics, but Joffrey, I'm, I'm interested. What team do you think he should go? What team do you think he fits in? All right, the problem right now is that a lot of teams, they don't need a quarterback anymore. Like, I think the quarterback market is uh, or saturated, but I think the Patriots, definitely, that's one of the teams. So I'm, I'm interested then, because 
we're saying that Deshaun Watson doesn't fit with the Texans because Bill O'Brien's getting rid of players uh, right and left, but if he goes to the Patriots, Bill, Bill Belichick is known for getting rid of good players and not willing to pay them high contracts. So isn't he just going to go into another situation with a better coach, but essentially the same GM situation? All right, but the Patriots, they actually like get good offensive lines for their quarterback. Yeah, that is true. I think yeah. Watson would have much more protection in New England, and the offense, like, Belichick gives them a greater skill level with regards to, like, um, just the players around him. Who does he have to throw to? I think he gets That is true. Okay. He would be put in a Brady. He would be put in a similar situation to Tom Brady. Yeah, um, but he's much better at this point in his uh, than Brady. Yeah, you, like the way the Texans function is completely through De- Deshaun Watson. Like he has to win them the games. So I feel like he would have to do that. He would be able to do certain things that Brady was not able to do last year. He would be able to carry the team. Yeah, they could probably offensively the- at least. Yeah, they'll probably be at least in the AFC Championship with uh, uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson instead of Tom Brady. Yeah, so let, let's not get carried too far into this speculation. Um, we, we talked about some of the recent moves. Um, I think what is your guys' like, most impactful move other than Tom Brady being moved? And the, obviously we talked about the Hopkins trade. What do you think is the most impactful move that has been made in free agency so far? Personally, I think Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. Um, the Saints have needed that extra element on offense for the past two or three years, and they finally got in Emmanuel Sanders. Other than Michael Thomas, uh, there has literally been no other receiver noteworthy. Uh, Keith Kirkwood is now gone. Traquan Smith never really... Uh, turned into someone that Saints really expected. Um, Ted Ginn has butterfingers for hands. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Michael Thomas and the second receiver, the gap is really huge. Um, we need someone to uh, stretch the field. Uh, Manuel Sanders is great, great at slot. He's great at outside. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to come back healthy. So this Saints offense is going to be potent. Um, and, re- and their defense is much better now. Uh, they got rid of Eli Apple. Janoris Jenkins is re-signed. We have veteran leadership with Malcolm Jenkins. Um, the Saints offense has been something that needed to be upgraded. And we're, with uh, Taysom Hill retained and someone else on the opposite side of Michael Thomas, this Saints offense is going to be nearly unstoppable. I like Darius Slade to the Eagles a lot because the Eagles secondary was garbage last year, and now they have a much better cornerback. Yeah, he's probably going to play. He's going to be a start for the next few years. And Yeah, the, the entire Eagles team was pretty much injured last year. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think their defense is very underrated. The Eagles also didn't get a wide receiver, though. They still need a wide receiver. Yeah, 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 I think Alshon Jeffrey's gone, Nelson Aguilar's gone. I mean, there's really no one noteworthy on the Eagles right now. Yeah, in that division, I see Dallas as the favorite right now. I mean, we don't know what Washington is going to look like, what Giants will look like with all their moves they've made. Um, in my opinion, the some moves that have been like under the radar that people aren't talking about as much are some of these quarterback moves. Like, I really like Phillip Rivers to the Colts. I think, mm. like, Jacoby Brissett wasn't... He didn't ha- necessarily have the, the game-managing uh, IQ that Phillip Rivers has. And that team, we already know, is, like, 
the best roster besides the quarterback, right? They have an offensive line. They have a solid defense. So I think Phillip Rivers fits well. And with the Texans losing DeAndre Hopkins, I think they're a better team than the Texans. And we'll, we'll, time will tell how they match up against the Titans, for sure. So I think Phillip Rivers makes the Colts a contender once again in the AFC South. And then also I wanted to talk about Nick Foles to the Bears. What do you guys think of that? Like Nick Foles oh, competing with Mitch Trubisky? That's a horrible move. No, I, because... I disagree. I think that's a great move. If you see um, the coaches at Chicago, he has his former quarterback coach on the uh, John DeFilippo when he was mm-hmm. really good. He has Matt Nagy, um, who was also his coach in his time at uh, in, in Kansas City. This is a great fit, and also this gives motivation for Mitch Trubisky to become uh, better than he already. Uh, well, he's terrible right now, but become better. Uh, it gives motivation <laughs> yep. to their former starting quarterback. It's healthy competition. Nick Foles knows the system. He's with coaches that already know how he plays. Um, and I think these coaches w- can really transform Nick Foles and uh, use his positive attributes uh, to the uh, overall positive uh, goal for Chicago Bears. I think Chicago Bears are going to be a team to watch in the NFC North next year. Yeah, they got a defense for sure. And let's not forget Foles is a Super Bowl MVP, right? So That is true. All right, the reason I think it's a horrible move is because there's so many better quarterbacks in the market. There's Teddy Bridgewater and uh, James Winston still in the market. Uh, Newton's uh, officially a free agent. Then uh, you could have traded for... Um... But Chicago wasn't going to give the contract that Teddy Bridgewater wanted. or I, I mean, Nick Foles... Uh, I mean, you're not Teddy trying Bridgewater to... got $20 million. And Nick Foles... It's about the same contract. Nick Foles and Teddy Bridgewater have the, basically the same contract. And guaranteed? Uh, I'm not sure about guaranteed. But Guaranteed money is what's important now in the league. I think. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I guess Teddy Bridgewater we don't need to really worry about because now he's obviously signed with Carolina. So there's no changing that decision. But um, I guess that kind of segues into the next topic I want to talk about. We've spent, like, all this time analyzing the recent moves that have happened. But there's something to be said about speculating about the future. So with these with many top remaining free agents, um, Cam Newton just being released today, he will be released, like it was announced. And with Jameis Winston still on the market, Jadavion Clowney, who do you think is the best remaining free agent, and where do you see them landing? Uh, Joffrey, do you want to go first? I, uh, I think Trent Williams is going to be released soon, and he's probably going to be a... He's gonna be. He's a great offensive line. He's proven it multiple times, and I think I have a good landing spot for him. I think the Jets, if the Jets can get Trent Williams, I think the AC or the Jets are gonna win it. All right, this is exactly. All right, this is why. All right, Joe Douglas. He already had several offensive line to the uh, Jets. He had a George Fan, Van Pro, uh, Van Broden from the Panthers, and but they still need to tackle. So if they get Trent Williams. They're not a drafted tackle in the draft anymore, and they can get Jerry Judy. So yeah, but I think I'm I'm pretty sure on on the record you've said past couple seasons that watch out for the Jets in the AFC East, right? I hear me out. They lost to the Bengals. Obviously, we've obviously been proving proven wrong the past few seasons. Hear me out. The seven and nine last season, if they beat the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Browns, which I'm pretty sure all of us can agree are worse than the Jets. They're in a playoff team. Browns will be better than the Jets this year. 
Dolphins as well. I'm I'm looking at the mm. Miami Dolphins, and I, I if they if they get Tua, like it's over. Yeah, look, it's at, if you look and at their recent Tua moves, Tua looked good in his workout Tua, video. Yeah, but Tua, Tua is healthy. First year. Byron first Jones, year. that defense is upgraded. The entire team has been like solidified, mm-hmm. and obviously they were not very good last year. They were like earlier in the season, people were talking about them as one of the worst teams in NFL history. But the thing is, Flores they can and only go the, uh, the coaching staff proved that they can win when they wanted to. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes. like they were competitive when they wanted to be. They beat the Patriots in the last game of the season, robbing mm-hmm. them of a first round bye. So, yeah, but Tua's not going to play this first year, though. Got to watch out for them. Bills are always going to be play hard. Bills are going to play. They have Stephon Diggs now. I, I, think, I, the, I think Bills are our favorite right now to win the AFC East. No, I'm yes. pretty sure it's Jets. <laughs> just maybe no. your favorite but no. the the favorite should should be the bills right now tell, given tell me, the recent me, playoff who are the offensive weapons on the jets they have levy on bell robbie uh, anderson's a free agent i yeah uh, i don't think any other team's looking to get robbie anderson so he's probably going to resign with the jets they can get jerry judy in the draft or cd lamb both of them are great uh wide receivers uh that but again they're Blatter. unproven Robbie Anderson is on There was a lot of Le'Veon hype Bell. around Laquan Treadwell. Look what, how he did. I love you on Bell. It's going to be better with uh, a better offensive line. And uh, I feel like okay, so you I So you leave Trent Williams to the Jets, right? Yeah. So, Jarvis, yeah, basically okay. you're basing the offensive uh, prowess of the New York Jets off of Le'Veon Bell and the potential rookie wide receiver. The potential signings no. they could have. but. I, I doubt they're going to have all of those signings together. Whereas you have the Bills, the Bills already have probably the best trio of wide receivers in the AFC East in John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Stephon Diggs. They already have a pretty good, uh, they have a really good defense. Um, Their running back situation is not that bad. Um, Josh Allen, he gets things done. I think the Bills are way better than the Jets. Yeah, but I'm not sure Josh Allen is going to be as good next year. I feel like okay. We'll see. We'll see about the AFC East. That's a topic for another day. Kevin, I wanted to get to you. Um, yeah. Did you have a like a possible free agent that you're you think not many people are looking at um, where that free agent could possibly go? Um, I still think it's Jameis Winston. I think. I mean, I have a lot of faith in Jameis Winston. I think he has the highest potential out of all remaining quarterbacks. I mean, Cam Newton is good too, but you don't just become the league leader in passing. And then just become a nobody. Like that doesn't. That's not how it happens. He's probably gonna ride the bench this year. Um, but I think if he goes to a team where they can actually properly, um, you know, develop him into a good uh, decision maker, because that's his biggest issue: decision making. He knows how to pass it. He knows how to read defenses most of the time. Um, it's just that his decision making's bad, and his um, short sightedness was really bad. But he got that fixed with eye surgery. And I think if he develops behind a veteran quarterback this year. I think he is a franchise quarterback still. Yeah, so like not many teams are looking for quarterbacks anymore. You think he could serve time well as a backup somewhere? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, have a sure. particular landing destination where you like um, to see him? The Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers, Steelers. He is connected with the Steelers. I mean, if he if he can develop behind Ben Roethlisberger and that offense, think about the Steelers' offense. Ben Roethlisberger loves to sling the ball. James Winston also loves to sling the ball. He has got a good coach in Mike Tomlin. Um, I think that's a good system for him to be in. For sure. I think that's a very valid point. Um, so that pretty much sums up all that we wanted to talk about um, with NFL free agency. Um, do you guys have any last closing remarks, closing takes? 
that you wanted to. Yeah, um, I think um, even with this coronavirus pandemic, the NFL free agency has offered the sports world something to talk about. And that for that, uh, a lot of us are grateful. Um, and I think this upcoming NFL season is going to be really hectic. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, power dynamics changing in divisions uh, with new players signing everywhere else. Um, but I also think that, uh, you know, the teams that we have already seen be good, I still think they're going to continue to be good. Every year we think there's going to be some huge turnover of power structures, but I still think, you know, those top-heavy teams like the Saints, the 49ers, they're going to still rule their divisions. Um, and besides that, I mean, the NFL just passed that CBA agreement. We're now going to have 17 games in the future, uh, seven teams in the mm -hmm. playoffs. That's going to change so many things in the NFL, and I expect way more early retirements. Um, we saw Travis Frederick, the star center of the Age Cowboys, retire. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all these players under 30 years old are retiring. I think we're going to see that more, especially with them you know, increasing the amount of games. It's just not worth it. Um, these concussions and the brain damage is just not worth the money. So I think uh, that's yeah, what we expect in the future. I'm right, worried I messed for up. Cam. I, I messed up. The Panthers just got Robbie Anderson. The Panthers so, just got Robbie Anderson. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yes, okay. So the Destin not so, anymore. Yeah. Damn it. Obviously. Okay, what do you think about the NFC South then? I mean, it's very competitive. You, you guys mentioned the Saints are still looking to be the favorite. But we have – we could have possibly four teams from the NFC South. Like, this is a very bold prediction, but four teams in the NFC South in the playoffs seems very possible. I don't think the Panthers are in the conversation. I think the Panthers. I mean, Panthers are Teddy Brid Okay, let's. Teddy Bridgewater went five and zero, right? Yeah, but that. I, I that's think a case should be made for the though. Panthers. I think Christian McCaffrey is probably the best overall running back who can do like both rushing and oh, receiving. that's true. In the NFL, and also and now about now they have Joe a wide Brady. receiver. Exactly, I, Joe Brady from LSU. I'm a LSU. diehard LSU football fan, and I've seen firsthand how Joe Brady has changed one of the oldest, most defunct, uh, run-first, I-formation LSU offense into a national championship offense, and probably the most prolific offense in the history of college football. Joe Brady can get things done, and he's going to get Christian McCaffrey, uh, make Christian McCaffrey into even better player. Teddy Bridgewater's got another good coach. Joe Brady was from the Saints initially, so Teddy Bridgewater knows the system. Um, it's going to be a smooth transition. I think the Panthers are pretty good. That's, that's a fair point. I think, do you think in any way that possible, there's a possible case for a need of reshuffling the divisions? Like, when I look at the NFC South now, it's completely loaded. And I think, like, if these teams didn't play each other as much, then, and then you look at the NFC East as a complete, very weak division, relatively. Do you think hmm. we're moving towards a time where you might need to consider reshuffling the divisions if... Like every year, there's a there's an oddball team that doesn't necessarily make the playoffs. Like last year was the Rams. I mean, now that there's seven teams making the playoffs, that might account for it. But what do you think about reshuffling divisions? Uh, I I don't think you should do that because the NFL is so unpredictable. Like two years ago, the NFC South was extremely good. They had three teams in the playoffs, and the next year, uh, the way good team, the NFC South, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons completely fell off, and then. Uh, if you look, the Vikings were a good one season, and then they're bad the next. So, um, I, I I agree. I, I don't think it warrants a shuffling of divisions because every year there can be a new team that becomes good. But I think that it's a fair question because look at the Cowboys, for example. 
they're in the NFC East, yet the Saints and the Falcons, the Buccaneers, they're all more to the East than them. Why are the Cowboys in the NFC East? Like, some of these teams, like, I question why they're in their division, but I, at this point, I think stability is what's needed, especially with so many things going on um, in the sports world. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very valid point. Um, so I guess that will be it for today's podcast. Um, this is the first installment of the Man to Man Coverage Podcast. I am Suraj Zaveri with Geoffrey Aji and Kevin Kim and signing off.